The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. According to Shams, the Chicago Bulls and DeMar DeRozan are quite far apart on a potential contract extension. What could that mean for the storyline of the season? We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll preview the game tonight against the Toronto Raptors and dive a little bit into the mailbag. We're going to see all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so right off the top, man, um, one of the storylines coming into the season was, will the Chicago Bulls extend DeMar DeRozan? And if they do, for how much, how long, things like that, continue to double down on this core. I think words from AK like over the offseason, while they weren't geared exactly towards DeMar DeRozan, but even AK saying like we want to make sure that this is the group of guys, right, worth going into the luxury tax for, right? And so before you can get into the luxury tax, you have to really kind of lock in everybody that you have in there. And so Shams uh, were, uh, reported that the Bulls and DeMar are far away on a deal. Matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and play some of that clip now. I, I think a lot of the frustration last night with the Bulls was that it was the same old and players led by Nikola Vucevic, I'm told they expressed that the offense was the same as last year. They thought it was going to be a different offense. They disliked what happened last night. And there were some p- pretty poignant remarks from what I'm told last night from the players about the fact that they weren't passing the ball enough and the fact that they feel like they need a true point guard in Chicago. And so when you think about the future of the, sh- of the Bulls, they have Zach Levine locked in long-term. They give Nikola Vucevic a, two-year ex- uh, a three-year extension in the summer. DeMar DeRozan is on an expiring contract right now. He's extension eligible. The Bulls want to bring DeMar DeRozan back, whether that's in an extension or free agency. They've been talking about an extension, but I'm told that the sides are apart right now in, in, on multiple fronts, years, salary, and also DeMar DeRozan wants to see where this Bulls team goes. They're 0-1 to start the year. They had a players' meeting after game one of the season. <laughs> and so that, that's not like the way it. to start the year, but... DeMar DeRozan wants to see where this is going. And so very poignant words from Shams. And so the thing that kind of stood out to me the most here is that they're apart on years and money. And so that to me says that there is no framework actually for a contract if you're far apart on years and money because that could drastically change, right? Where the Chicago Bulls can go in and they could say, they could say something like, hey, we're willing to give you three years, $65 million. Well, if DeMar DeRozan more so wants the longevity because he thinks he's going to play in this league for a long time, even though about to turn 34. We all know, right? We've talked about it. I think even some of uh, DeMar DeRozan's even biggest doubters acknowledge the fact that, no, DeMar 
can still play. Like, his game ages well, right? So, you know, be, uh, operating primarily in the mid-range, not really based off athleticism. He's not someone that's going to dunk it on your head. A lot of times in, fr- in fast breaks, he absolutely can. He can get up sometimes, right? But it's really based off, you know, the mid-range and getting shots, creating separation. And those are things that, you know, DeMar could theoretically do uh, effectively for another three, four, maybe even five years if he really, you know, stays relatively healthy, which he has for the most part of his, of his career. DeMar DeRozan has been one of the healthiest players in the, in, in the NBA since he came into the league. And so, you know, being far apart in both years and money, it just says a lot, right? Because if DeMar's coming in and he wants that longevity of a four, five-year deal and he wants $120 million or something like that, that's a large gap, right? And I'm not saying anything that I've heard or reporting on anything as far as numbers because I, I don't, right? I haven't heard anything uh, as far as what the money is or anything like that, but that, that says a lot. And so, you know, DeMar over the course of the offseason saying that he would love to retire a bull, AK saying they love DeMar and they want to keep him here, but it really does come down to the money. And when you look at it as well, it really comes down as also to to where this team is, right? Because we've already talked about it as a team. You've now further double down on this core, right? And signing DeMar DeRozan to a long-term extension will be further double down on this core. And you even admit it in your season opening press conference. You don't, you're not even sure if this is the group of guys. So I get it from both standpoints. DeMar being where he is in his career, I'm sure if he's going to be willing to stick through what the Chicago Bulls have going on and, you know, the, the team starting off a little bit rough, Billy Donovan being here and, you know, not necessarily having that clear path to a title, DeMar wants to make sure everything else is locked up for his long-term security, if that's the case, right? Um, and so, you know, this could be a scenario where it really comes down to the team's success being the biggest factor in this, right? One game, and I know some Bulls fans are really kind of, you know, having the, the, the issues with the one game and saying the season is over with, but, you know, this team can't feel like that. And so if they do turn this thing around, could that help with the contract negotiations? Absolutely. But let's be clear here as well. Like, I mean, I understand it from AK's standpoint. This team, at best, right now, the ceiling looks like uh, uh, the play right? As much as I've hoped and said that this Chicago Bulls team can potentially miss out um, on, the, on the play, avoid the play, and I should say, and make the sixth seed and actually make it to the playoffs, at the end of the day, we haven't seen that um, from this team yet. And not to say that that couldn't come down the road or anything like that. And so AK really has to, has to look at it. You, you have an ownership group that's not going to pay for you to go into the luxury tax, especially not for a team that's struggling to get into the play-in, right? So because of that, you have some tough decisions that you may need to make when it comes to the Chicago Bulls roster. And one of those decisions may be DeMar DeRozan. And so the question now goes to if the Chicago Bulls look at this DeMar situation and they say, hey, we are not going to come to agreement on the money. It just does not seem like we're going to be able to come to agreement on that. We are far apart on that. What DeMar wants, we don't feel comfortable giving with the current state of the team. We'd be more willing to keep him maybe on a shorter term deal that allows us some flexibility to add to this team. But if DeMar wants that in, They could get to the trade deadline where, especially if the Bulls are continuing to struggle, that that really writes the story on the fact that it may be time to explore the trade market for DeMar DeRozan, which is something that we also heard at the start of the season is that uh, the Bulls could look to move DeMar if this season gets off to a slow start. So a lot of questions remain. And so hearing that with DeMar, um, you guys know I've been fairly like, oh, the Bulls are probably going to bring DeMar back because that's typically is what AK's thing is, right? He does not go full rebuild. He likes to tend to bring his guys back. He likes his veterans. He falls in love with his guys. He wants to take care of them. But if you're far apart on a contract and it may come down to where the team is going and DeMar just being like, hey, I wanted to retire in Chicago. I love the group of guys here in Chicago. I love the city, but I want to try to win a ring before I retire and get out this game. 
I completely understand that. So this is a scenario in which I understand both sides. And at some point, you also have to look at not just the the money of it all or where the team is. You have to ask yourself, too, Have we? if we do let DeMar walk away, the fact that that opens up shots for young players, whether it be Julian Phillips, whether it be Arnold Lopp, whether it be Arnold Opp, I'm still trying to adjust that, whether it be OB, whether it be Patrick Williams and maybe moving Pat back to the three and then moving in Julian Phillips to the four, Torrey Craig to the four for now, opening up some minutes for Julian Phillips, a young guy who maybe the Bulls by the trade deadline say, hey, we're not going to win this season. Let's go ahead and take, let's go ahead and give these young guys a lot of reps, right? So there's a lot to say in that. And it would be complete, not a complete change of direction, but one where you're kind of more maximizing the young players. And so it's, it's a lot up in the air with that. And so the, the Bulls and DeMar DeRozan being far, far apart on a deal right now, I think says a lot about the state of the team. Now that can all correct itself. The Bulls win three out of the next four. It could really change some things, but Ultimately, it comes down to the motivations of both sides. And if they can agree on a number and if they can't, then what does that mean for the Bulls as we approach the trade deadline? Because I tell you what, if you can avoid letting DeMar walk for nothing and you and you know, right, you as in the front office understands that we're probably not going to get this deal done. You'd be hurting your franchise if you don't at least see what you can get out there and allow him to negotiate with a new team if that's the case and, you know, get a little bit more money and going to the team that he wants to. So. We'll be, we'll be watching and monitoring that, of course, over the course of the season right here at Chicago Bulls Central. But let me know your guys' thoughts down below if you're on the YouTube side. But all right, let's move into the next topic. Uh, so one of the things, DeMar DeRozan came out yesterday and spoke about the loss um, to the OKC Thunder, and he said this um, when it comes down to it. Uh, it la- the, la- the loss was embarrassing, and how they respond to it will come tomorrow night against the Toronto Raptors. He guaranteed that they would have a better effort against the Toronto Raptors. DeMar DeRozan also admitted that Vooch was right. They should have taken advantage of his mismatch more than what they did. And I think that's kind of the common thing. If you look at most Bulls pundits after that game, uh, one of the biggest things that everybody analyzed that we did not take, Chet Holmgren could not guard Nikola Vucevic or Andre Drummond, period. And we didn't go to our big man. And so when you look at this matchup tonight with with the Toronto Raptors, the biggest thing that I'm looking for as far as keys for the Chicago Bulls is how do you execute your offense? And whether that means more catch-and-shoot opportunities for Zach, whether that means Vooch is cooking down low and we go to him, whether that means getting out in transition and doing some of the things we did before against the Toronto Raptors and attacking the team's defense before they set up, that's really what this team needs to get down to is watching the game plan, right? Defensively, I think we can stand in there pretty well with the Toronto Raptors, and we can we can play strong enough defense, um, especially if we don't allow the Toronto Raptors to go off from three. They're not an amazing three-point shooting team. That we, we Defensively, we can do enough. The bigger question coming into this game is how do the Bulls respond to the defense that the Toronto Raptors do play? A lot of the length that they use, it really has disrupted DeMar DeRozan. Last year, we went one and two against them in the regular season. We did end up beating them when it counts in that playing game, but one and two in the regular season against the Toronto Raptors. So it's not like it's a team that has not had success against us before, especially being at home. So, you know, we need to attack that defense early. Use the right opportunities when you can get out in transition. Don't just run the run. But if you're getting solid defensive rebounds, if you're forcing turnovers, get out there. Do not let the Toronto Raptors defense set in on you because when you do, their link becomes really disruptive for what the Chicago Bulls like to do. So, you know, finding those key mismatches and things like that. And also the bench, right? The bench really, while played solid defensively, really didn't score a lot. Now, I do think that that goes to not taking advantage of uh, key, key parts and, and balancing your rotation out some, but you really, when you're the Chicago Bulls coming into this, we have to shoot better because the ability to shoot, right, because the Toronto Raptors like to go into a modified zone defense 
And so if we can shoot to bust that up, make them come out a little bit more, that's going to help us, right? That's going to also help Vooch have a little bit more room to operate. Um, so we got to shoot better, got to execute the offense better, meaning just how we go about it, getting passes to the right guys. We didn't really have a whole hell of a lot of turnovers against the OKC Thunder. Let's hope that that continues, but you also have to just execute that offense better. Don't allow yourself to get down on yourself attacking uh, the, the Toronto Raptors, trying to get them as well in foul trouble. The Toronto Raptors have been a team that has a propensity to get into foul trouble. So if you can do that, right, by attacking the lane, things like that, especially out in transition, um, that it, it puts you in the right situations and scenarios for the Chicago Bulls. So Zach Levine is going to be hugely important for this game. DeMar, the, this it tends to be a game where DeMar kind of has to find his way uh, across the game and over the course of the game against the Toronto Raptors and that defense, right? Especially if they put OG or Scotty Barnes on DeMar. That tends to be things that kind of, they disrupt DeMar a little bit. I'm not going to say it shuts DeMar down because I, I can't really think of a game where I felt like DeMar's gotten completely shut down against the Raptors, but it kind of disrupts his rhythm and his flow, right? And so because of that, you're going to need Kobe to step up, right? Patrick Williams played a really aggressive game against the Toronto Rap against the OKC Thunder. Let's keep that aggression going. Let's just experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hit the shots at a better rate for Patrick Williams, right? Andre Drummond's going to be big in this game as well for just his defense and rebounding, things like that. So, you know, this is an important game for the Bulls. And I know it's only the second game of the season, but it's a game in which we need to see this team take a step up in the right direction and execute better. After having a players-only meeting in the first week of the first game of the season, hey, that's not a big sign for hope for this team. But, you know, things can start turning around. you got to execute well. And hopefully... We see a team that comes out and just executes and feels confident in that game plan. The second game we played against the Toronto Raptors last year at the beginning of November, we played them in a back-to-back. The second game of a back-to-back in that the Bulls really came out with a game plan and just executed it excellently. You could tell, right? Like I said, some of the things I listed here, attacking that defense before it has a chance to set up, and we had huge success. We did similar things against the play-in against them as well. So we know we can play with the Toronto Raptors. The key thing is, Will we? And for us to, it has to come through better execution as a team, right? And not allowing yourself to get down. You owe the home fans more in this game today. You owe the home fans more. You get you gave up a 20-point blowout in your home opener. You owe the fans more today. And hopefully the Chicago Bulls give the fans that. And let's see what they can do. But before we go, we got two voicemails in that I wanted to play because they were really kind of geared towards that first game. No mailbag day is tomorrow. 
But because they were kind of geared around that first game, I want to go ahead and play those now. This first one, this one's from Q. Uh, hey, Hayes, it's me, Q. Uh, I know it's been a while, um, but I did just leave the opening night game um, versus the Thunder. And watching it live, one of the one of the main things that was going through my head the whole game was why doesn't the team care about offensive rebounds? That was like the main thing going through my head. It seemed it seemed like the only guy that was the like the, it's like they only put like Vucevic or Drummond in the paint down there to get rebounds. They only put one guy down there that to get rebounds. And even though Drummond was 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 trying his was trying his best down there to get those rebounds, he just couldn't because you know the other team just crashed the boards, and especially against a team like the Thunder, which doesn't really have that strong of a front court. It's like, why didn't Billy try to take advantage of that? You know, why didn't he try to take advantage of it and, and be like, hey, you know, when Kobe or DeMar or somebody else shoots and it misses, we need more guys down there to try to get the rebound and get a putback. Because I was seeing, I saw Vooch down there, Drummond down there. They were towering over their their uh their front court down there and it was just like why aren't they trying to get these rebounds and the second thing um that i that i was i mean this is a side comment the second thing i kept thinking was i don't know what i guess zach got this new new balance deal i don't know what type of shoes that he was wearing on that court man but those shoes look like some bad shoes i'm like <laughs> I, I I know it's a side comment, not that big of a deal, but I was just like thinking about something. Like, man, you're you're trying to be a, 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 a shoe company trying to get into the basketball uh, 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 scene, and you got your your Adams wearing dad shoes. Look at shoes that look like dad shoes. I'm like, come on, New Balance. But anyway, I, I think for this this season, if if they can't hold their own against this young team like this, it's it's really giving me very bad signs. And I I think maybe we need to try a different coach, you know. But anyway. Offensive rebounding. So yeah, the Chicago Bulls, I will say this, right? Offensive rebounding has been the thing that they've talked about in this offseason. It's been the thing that they've done pretty well in the offseason in the preseason as well. The thing with the Chicago Bulls is, and one of the biggest concerns are, and Pat said this, Steve-O said this, is that when the going gets tough, are you just going to fall back to what you've been doing before in prior years, right? Chicago Bulls having 13 offensive rebounds in last in last game isn't terrible, right? So that's something that I want to point out. I think the league average as far as offensive rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, is, is around 10 to 12, and that's for the best teams in the league. So, you know, the, the Chicago Bulls for a team that's, not ever been the best offensive rebounding team, they can get into a place of being better with that. They just have to execute. So, uh, you know, we, we know that the Bulls can offensively rebound. They just can, right? Um, but it's part of the scheme as well, and I've always said this, that they don't go for offensive rebounds. The Bulls like to rather go down, and that's part of Billy Donovan's scheme, is go down, set up on the defensive side of the ball to limit transition bus- buckets. And so, you know, that that's one of the things, but they got to fight for those offensive rebounds. And there's a room, like, I've said it. Patrick Williams fighting for offensive rebounds is absolutely something that can help, 
right? That can help him get easy points. That can help him find and carve out his role. He needs to do that a little bit more. And that's not just to put it on, on, on Pat. We need an offensive rebound better as a team. In the preseason, Io helped. Kobe helped offensive rebound, right? Of course, Drummond, uh, Vooch, right? You need players. Now, I get it. The scheme is to go down and set up. But at times, especially when you need a bucket, when you're getting second chance, like we had a lot of opportunities in second chance points. We had a, actually had a lot of second chance points overall uh, in last in la, uh, in the last game. We had 19 second chance points off getting a 13 offensive rebound. So yeah, that's solid, right? That's that's solid. So you know that's where you want the Bulls to be in it. That 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 13 offensive rebounds is 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 solid for the league. We, uh, leagues t- teams typically don't get like the 20 offensive rebounds like they do defensive rebounds. It's just not how the league is right now. Honestly, the team with the most offensive rebounds so far is the Golden State Warrior with 17. So the Bulls have been close to that. So, you know, it is what it is there. I do like what they're trying to do. As far as Zach's shoes, man, listen, Zach's shoe deal, when he made that shoe deal, we were like, that's the deal that that's the company you paired with? Uh, Yeah, definitely weird. Definitely old people's shoes. But as far as the offensive rebounding, let's hope we can do better because especially tonight against the Toronto Raptors, if you can offensively rebound better against them, that can go a long way in helping your victory. So. That's what I think on that one. But let's get into this next one. This is one of the OGs from the channel, Jamal, leaving a voicemail. Let's go ahead and play that now. What's up, hey? This is your boy, Jamal. Back again with another voicemail, you fat fuck. <laughs> and hey, things just got me in. Uh, first off, shout out to you. Thank you for the shout-out, man. I know I hadn't been able to reach you in a minute. Uh, when I tell you life was life, it literally was. There was a lot of things I was going through at the time, and I had to kind of Dig me and my family help, you know, me and my lady have to dig ourselves out of that hole, but we're a little bit better now. We're much better now. Um, so I'm going to try to get back into leaving voicemails a lot more often and everything like that. Well, I got less than three minutes, so let's get into it. We have the first game of the Chicago Bulls 2023-2024 season, and all I can say is same old shit, new flies. Man, it, it was disappointing to see us get blown out. And the first time we looked like we was putting up some good numbers and everything. We weren't really shooting the ball well. We could have marked that off as just, you know, a little bit of rust and everything like that. But toward the second half, I believe you and Pat said it on Lockdown Bulls best. It seemed like the, as soon as the Bulls got punched in the mouth, they just went to shit. And that's what really sucks about it. They failed to take advantage of everything. They didn't take advantage of the fact that they had the matchup that they had. You know, that like they didn't use the big man the way they were supposed to. Chet Holmgren couldn't guard Vooch. He couldn't even guard Andre Drummond. And Andre Drummond isn't the type of scorer like like Vooch is. Like, he's not a one-on-one really good scorer like that. But he couldn't even guard him. And yet Billy Donovan just didn't have him take advantage of it. And then, and not even to just blame it on Billy Donovan, Kobe White, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, they couldn't throw him an entry pass to save their life. It's like, dog, man is seven foot. Toss that mug up in the air and let him go grab it. But they want to throw these little bounce passes, and Stacey pointed it out, you can't throw a bounce pass to a big man like that. They, they're much better when they're getting it up top and stuff like that. So that was really annoying. Um, Patrick Williams, you know how I feel about Pete Will. I'm a big fan. I like his game, um, but I need to see that aggression. And there were times in the in the game when he started off with that shot. Like, that was – I was like, okay, maybe Pete Will's going to do something. But, you know, it didn't seem like he was as aggressive as I was like. There were moments he was aggressive, but I, I just thought that he could have did a little bit more and everything like that. But you know what? Nobody shot efficiently, and I just want to see if they can capitalize off of this or if they can grow from it. Um, oh, lastly, before I go, 
That's out the boots for getting the first poster of the year on Chet Holmgren baptizing him and welcoming him to the NBA, baby. Go Bulls. I can I couldn't have said it any better myself. First of all, thank you for for Jamal for leaving a voicemail. Uh, that joke at the beginning was something that was in the live stream. You guys got to be in the live stream. We have a lot of fun in it. Jamal's one of the the old school guys here, man. I'm glad to hear that you and your lady worked out your deficit, man, and things like that. Like it, it, like it, we always go through a storm, and I I know I always say this is the number one spot. I love you guys. Like Jamal is one of the first people to ever call in here, and so um we really have a family type atmosphere here at chicago bull central we throw jokes at each other things like that and i worry about you guys when i don't hear from you i mean i know i can also reach out just to send a text message real quick which i'm gonna start doing for some people that i know that i kind of have that relationship with but yeah definitely was worried about you over the summer jamal glad to hear that you're coming on the other side of it but everything you said about the chicago bulls 100 percent on point like i just I, I really don't have much to add to it other than that it's 100 percent on point this team got punched in the face and they turned into what they were last season, right? And that is where you start, really start testing the resolve of a team is how when you do get punched, how do you respond to getting punched? And that's something we need to see better from this team, and hopefully we start seeing better from it consistently because this team needs to play better. We deserve to see better from this team. I know we can see better from this team as well. Let's just hope we start seeing that a little bit more consistently from the Chicago Bulls because, listen, this is a team that can do some things. We have talent. But you have to bring all that talent together in a specific way because the talent that we have here has glaring flaws as well. And so that is why having a player like Lonzo Ball helps so much, right? But when you are down on yourself and the resolve of a team is the thing that tests, that's that's hard, man. That's really hard um, to really overcome. And so let's hope that we see better from this team because, listen, you got to play together. You got to fight tough on defense. You got to fight through screens. You, you can't allow a team to completely punch you and you just take it and wither away. And so let's hope we see better from that. Thank you for the great voicemail, Jamal. As always, man, that's the time for today. I'll be back today. It's game day. So you know what that means. We got pregame, halftime, hangout, and postgame shows all live on the channel tonight. So make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can be a part of that. Otherwise, make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, like you heard on today's show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.